Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. It's Nikki Reyna, and we are here for episode 007 of Just Shut Up and Listen, where we're going to dig into something a little bit different today. We want to talk about spiritualism, spirituality. So what is that? What what does that have to do with us? Yeah. With humans, which are... That's our whole thing, yeah. is really just getting real with you guys. So, so we want to dig into that, and... And... I have to thank the amazing Carl Raw Ross at Understand Health for being our incredible podcast producer. So, take it away, girl. Well, I'm going to start by actually reading the definition. Okay. <laughs> because it's a bit of a, I don't want to use the word messy, but there's like just so many different interpretations of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, let's start with the dictionary definition mm-hmm. and then move our way through it as we've experienced it through the many, many, many people we touch every day and, and how um, both, you know, spirituality, spiritualism and religion come into play with that whole wellness piece mm-hmm. because we can't, you know, be talking about, you know, food and personal care and, you know, hormones and exercise and all that and not bring in the spiritual mm-hmm. piece. So, I mean, it's, it's, not relevant to everybody, but I would say the vast majority of the people that I am in contact with and I'm in, you know, helping with them with their all over wellness, it's part of the story. Mm-hmm. And um, so by dictionary, it's a noun and it's a system of belief or religion practices based on supposed communication with the spirits of the dead, especially through mediums or by philosophy it's the doctrine that the spirit exists as distinct from matter or that the spirit is its own reality. So from there, Fascinating. yeah, it's two very different mm-hmm. things um, because obviously if we are identifying that we have a spirit that resides inside our little meat sack, that it could make sense that if the, when the meat sack, passes and dies Mm -hmm. that this um, light inside of us continues on in whichever way there's so many different ideas of what happens Mm -hmm. to us as um, entities or whatever beyond that and everyone's experiences with that are so unique Mm -hmm. or um, from a more you know structured religious thing it's maybe a bit more specific to them Mm -hmm. variably to religion that's a more structured approach to it um, so how does it apply to me as a professional? Oh, there's so many layers. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, it's so important for me to know where someone is with it through, whether if they're religious, like for example, if I have a Muslim client, it's really important. I know they're Muslim because they need their products to be halal. Mm-hmm. If they're not halal, I'm not doing my job as a like whole person care provider to not ask those questions to make sure their products are safe for them meeting Um, their needs meeting their Mm -hmm. needs entirely because imagine someone who who is muslim and um i do sell them a product that's not in alignment with their religion that's not nice that's Mm -hmm. terrible Mm -hmm. and it's um really important that i know all of these details and with that too comes certain um practices that i have to take into place for how to handle them as a human too, because we all have different um, things that are important to us variably to where our integrity lies with all of that. And so like as a 
a facilitator of wellness, I have to be aware of religions and spiritualism. And I have to be aware of not really into it too, because I don't want to come at someone with all my hippie woo woo. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Whoa, what's up with all that? When it's just not, you don't want to be projecting all of your, all my stuff stuff on them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I am into the hippie woo woo stuff. And like, I I like sharing that with those who want to have um, Mm -hmm. more from like, say a product than just like, I have a couple products at the store that can be a, like a, body fragrance and they smell good and the whole experience of wearing them is beautiful just for a healthy way to smell nice what product is that that's the um um pure botanicals from edmonton shameless plug at the available at the green vanity yeah ding, ding, ding. and they have a body mist that's called new moon mm. and it smells wonderful it's like tangerine and vanilla mm-hmm. and lilac and it smells like heaven it's warm and floral and it's just, it's like, if I smelt someone that I would just be like, please hug me. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. so nice. And it doesn't smell like fake. It right. just smells like nature, nature mm-hmm. and beautiful and warm and it's lovely. And you can just literally just stop there. It's just called new moon and it's mm-hmm. a, a fragrant body mist. Or if you want to go deeper with it, it's a, ritual product if someone wants to do a new moon ceremony for themselves they can use it to anoint themselves or to like cleanse the space they're in so they can Mm -hmm. they can do that for themselves for you know a new moon ceremony but for someone who just like oh my god this smells so good and i want to wear it excellent works too Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't have to be any more than that Mm -hmm. but for someone who's seeking more than that it can offer more than that too but that can be said about anything of course yeah it's just that one is particularly um marketed mm. for mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. wow yeah i think for me it's knowing where people are at with that for i mean same as same as what you said if you had a, a, a client that had a specific religion where they had to you know follow a certain set of guidelines for for ethical reasons then i would need to know that so that i'm not recommending certain foods but beyond that, I think it's it's more important to me to know where people are at for the lifestyle section of it. Is like, do they have something in this arena as part of their sort of overall happiness plan as a human? So if, if there's if there's nothing there, like they're they're they don't practice any religion or they don't have any other uh, private spiritual or um, you know, practices, then that would be something that we could explore together because that is something that gives people some, some grounding and some safety and some feeling that they're working towards something Mm -hmm. in personal growth. And to me, when people upgrade their diet, the taking on the responsibility to upgrade your diet is personal growth. It's of course, it's about wanting to be healthier and feel better or lose weight and, or live longer, whatever. But it's it's the journey about getting there is is about personal growth um and taking that responsibility to do that sometimes requires um these these practices that are going to make you start looking at your life differently mm-hmm. so that you can make changes mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's the best i can say about it mm-hmm. for where where i see it for my clients mm-hmm. um 
There's uh, there's so many layers in this. Like it's, is this so is a hard layers. one. This is a hard you can do one. a shallow, you know, a shallow swim, or you can do a deep deep, <laughs> yeah. deep dive. Maybe we'll do a deep dive another time. Yeah, um, I, I think it's really interesting when I have had the opportunity to talk with people on it a bit more of a like, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. Like like with, with wherever they're at. If it's like religion, well, I was I was born into this religion and it really resonated with me and mm-hmm. it stuck and I continued practicing it because it really works for me. Where mm-hmm. I'm an example of that not working. I was um, raised in a Catholic environment and for whatever reason for me, that particular religion just never, like it never stuck with me. It never, like I went to church because we did that. I Mm -hmm. went to catechism because we did that. I went through the different rites because that's what you do. But I never felt a connection to God, the Bible and Mm -hmm. things like that. And it wasn't that there wasn't an effort or a desire it's just it just never happened mm-hmm. to me I would be in church daydreaming right I would be you know at catechism doodling mm-hmm. like it just it wasn't happening it wasn't for me clicking yeah. yeah but I knew there was more to than just what was happening on the planet in front of me like I, I always knew there was something yes or something as bigger. I perceived it there was something mm-hmm. from my perception that I could there was more to just my meat sack roaming the planet physical experience. and then yes. um, you do these things and go to work and sleep at night and eat your food until you die. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I feel there's, there's more than that. Be more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the way I interconnected, especially with nature was mm-hmm. like really huge to me. I always felt my most connected to something bigger and higher and powerful when I was in nature and I would find times where I was in awe of it Mm -hmm. and those for me were my like religious experiences even as a a young human I would see something so big or something so small Mm -hmm. and I could see the like beauty in it and that's when I felt my god moments as people um people who've had their god moments with me as they explain them to me I'm like this sounds similar to the experiences I had in nature or like when I got a little older and we started, you know, exploring like through school space mm-hmm. and planets, that's when I was like, wow, like we're so small, right? but we're not so small. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's just like a, an astonishment and an awe. And it's so beautiful because you can get like into this huge, amazing headspace of, of how significant and insignificant you are all at the same time. Right. And for me, that's kind of where, the grounds of my spiritualism and understanding that there was more to it than just my meat sack roaming the planet till I die. Eating, sleeping, die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I have a similar experience because I was brought up Lutheran and I remember like waiting for that moment when you, like you said, a God moment. I like, I've never heard that before. I like it though. Um, but just that moment of like feeling that, that awe, that um, like you're so captivated by life and you're so, happy and I remember like waiting for that and thinking it was going to come uh you know through things that were happening at church and never came and and maybe that you know maybe that's an expectation that that was put on me that that I was waiting for something special to happen and and but same as you I I, it's not because of lack of effort like I, I I did the motions I went through all the things and like I put in my time I guess is how you could say it but I I have a specific memory of being 15 I think and walking home from school with all my friends and we were walking through this orchard 
And I just remember looking at this one tree and it just, it just was so stunning to me. It was like, it just, I don't even know, like nothing special happened. It just, this one tree and something clicked. And I just was kind of looking around at my friends and they're all talking about boys and what's on TV and I don't know, makeup. And I'm just thinking like, is no one else seeing this? Yeah. <laughs> How is no one else noticing this moment right now? It's so beautiful. And that was kind of the start of the unraveling of what are we doing here? And why is this, why, why is this tree captivating me? And, and what is so special about um, my experience beyond what my friends are talking about right now? Right now. That I'm yeah. feeling something beyond this. And what is that? And I will have forever been a seeker yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out what exactly that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally relate with that. Yeah. And it's, you know, other people I've talked to and we, when we're diving into it, I have had a lot of people uh, tell me that they found their faith in whichever way they've discovered it through um, times of huge peril. Oh, absolutely. Um, one of my friends had um, a near death experience mm-hmm. and uh her uh really coming in face to face with her mortality made her realize oh my god I'm gonna die mm-hmm. and yeah, do it. I have I have no idea about my mm-hmm. myself as not the meat sack and what that means to me right and and um so she started really exploring religions and spiritual mm. practices and things to try and find that place for herself so she could get comfortable with her mortality. Wow. Because uh, that's, I find, for a lot of people that I've talked to, a huge part of the the journey to that is just being comfortable with the idea of death. Yeah. Because, like we said in podcast number whatever, we're all, that's, that's yeah. the guarantee. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And how can we get the most comfortable with it and find the highest quality of life for the time we're here? Mm-hmm. And, um how we feel about our connectedness to whether it's God or the earth or like whatever that connection piece is, is so important to that all over wellness mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. It's in another form of acceptance. Right. That's a cool way of seeing it. It's almost like us humans just need some sort of coping mechanism for the reality of what's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. it's what coping mechanism you want to choose. Yeah. Yeah, what feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're different people way of different experiences it, too that, you know, compel them to believe one way or another. Like if, if you have, you know, a, a different paranormal experiences, that's going to influence what mm-hmm. happens. If you have different, you know, other things that happen, metaphysical experiences, that's mm-hmm. going to influence you too. And, I, whenever anyone says to me, I experienced blank, even if it's not something I understand, I always believe them. Mm, totally. Because it it's real for them. Yeah. And they were there. And I can't say it did or didn't happen. Just like they can't tell me the things I experienced did or didn't happen. Because mm-hmm. they are 100% real to me mm-hmm. and 100% rele- relevant to how I'm choosing to embrace my life now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the key thing to remember from, like, the perspective of compassion is that nobody's doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And to come to a place of intolerance with someone 
someone's choice for how they choose to connect with spirit or God is actually more showing of your character mm -hmm. than theirs because intolerance is the opposite of, of what, what love supposed and, to be. Yeah. and spiritualism and religion and all that mm -hmm. is about. So, you know, for lack of a better word, I'm going to lay the hippie down. You know, if we all practiced our spiritualism or religion or whatever in the real climate that it was meant to be, why are we still having such enormous wars and so much marginalism? Because if we truly were all practicing irrelevant to, to what we believe, these things really shouldn't be in existence. Like, can't we just love each other? Why can't we all just get along? Yeah. Peace and love, man. Yeah. I'm glad that you laid the hippie down. Yeah. I don't want to be the one to always be laying the hippie down. Yeah. Someone else needs to. Just because you rocked the you. dreads doesn't mean <laughs> you know, you're you. the only hippie in here. <laughs> and, you know, some people think that I'm, um, like, too much, like, almost a bit utopian. Okay. So I'm like, can't we all just get along together? Well, seriously, can't we all just get along yeah, together? Just like, why is that, out. like, such a... Mm -hmm difficult concept mm -hmm. for people and whenever whenever people come at me with you know um intolerances like that I of course hold space for mm -hmm. that because mm -hmm. we are all just products of where we are in that time to what yeah. we know from where we've come from but my hard answer on that is of course I believe mm -hmm. we can I believe as humans we have the capacity to do that mm -hmm. if we take away the bullshit right yeah but where there's love there's hate Mm -hmm. And that's a tough one for me to chew. Wow, yeah. I choke on that one pretty hard. Yeah, that's... We don't like the downer stuff. I know, I know. <laughs> and it shouldn't be, like, you know. Okay, well, let's make it lighter then. Let's yeah. Make it lighter. If people don't have, you know, that connection, if they feel like they're seeking that, they don't know where to find that, uh... What, what what would we tell them? For me, for me, when I first started doing yoga was when I was like, oh, there's something here that I'm experiencing. As I focus in my body, I'm experiencing body. Yeah. new things. And I remember the first yoga class that I went to in Vancouver, um, having that really kind of strange feeling of like, I don't really know what I'm doing here, but I know there's something here for me. And that was that was pretty powerful because I could have just been like, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I tried yoga, but I'm not very good at it. And it wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, fast forward 10 years later, I'm still practicing and, and it's, it's not, and it, it evolves like with me, I get from it what I need. Maybe I do need physical that day. Maybe I just need to kick my ass and do lunges for 10 minutes. Or maybe I just need to do like some really gentle poses and, and do more meditating. And so it just, it, it, it gives you what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, and of, of course, if we're going to open that door, then there's tons of different layers we could talk about just within yoga itself and how people do. We've only taken one limb of yoga here, the, the asanas, the physical poses, and there's tons more to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really deep into it. Mm -hmm. But that was, that was one of my first, um, sort of doors open away from the religion that I uh, was already moving away from because I wasn't, like you said, wasn't 
nothing was clicking. Yeah. Even with all of the, and you know, it's like I'm glad my parents said you learn all the morals and the things, the ethical things that the you know that Jesus taught. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And I think the important thing too, and um, like exploring other religions open-mindedly mm-hmm. is so important. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I've kind of accidentally, because you know, sometimes you get caught up in a thread on a social media and people debating religion or a social situation. And <laughs> you're I, like looking at me like I know. I'm like, I've, no. <laughs> I rarely do it now, but sometimes I'll get caught into a thread of comments from mm-hmm. like someone will make a comment about something. And that's like one of the worst things you can do for yourself is actually fall into Keep the engaging comments. It. Yes. Because in a matter of moments, you can see the worst of yes. hate mm-hmm. in humanity mm-hmm. because of intolerances. Mm-hmm. When you can read and accept someone's religion or spiritual path or their belief is their mission mm-hmm. here. And it doesn't mean yours is different. Right. Like it doesn't take away from yours. Yeah, it doesn't mean. But holding space for the, theirs adds value to them mm-hmm. and adds value to you. Mm-hmm. Because now you are acting in a way that's better for both both parties involved and like it's kind of like that thing like not all people are doing nice things and I appreciate that and when there is injustice I'm one of the first people to stand up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when it's someone just saying that someone's beliefs are wrong it's not okay right it's not okay because inclusiveness is the only way that we're actually going to get on top of global problems with open communication open communication more compassion well, that really lightened it up, hey? Man, I thought we were going to talk about, like, crystals and, um, you know, doing fun, like, moon ceremony. Yeah, let's all, let's all hold hands in a circle. Yeah, kumbaya. And dance around, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the way it went. <laughs> that's with that whole compassion part. You know, yeah. it's so important. We, In order to be compassionate, we need to learn about what our limits of our compassion are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, these are the kind of topics that, we discover what our own uncomfortable places are. Mm-hmm. Um, whether, you know, in North America, we want to, you know, believe it or not, because of how the media is poised all the time, we're constantly hearing kind of casual racist things about different things all the time mm-hmm. that influence our own tolerances. Like, Many of us will be like, I'm so accepting of everybody. I am so inclusive of everybody. But then a news report will come up and then you'll hear them say something in agreement to something that was marginalizing Mm -hmm. somebody. And it's like, "Mm, are you though? Mm -hmm. But when you're getting more or less brainwashed by this information because of how the media has twisted it, it's hard not to subscribe to it because... That's kind of the whole. Um, well, everyone else is doing that's what it. everyone else yeah. is doing. It must be right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's a good point. Yeah, and that's the, that's just so human to be like, well, I'm just gonna sink in here. But it's peer pressure, basically. It's peer pressure, and like that 
digs way back into our genes to fit in with the tribe. Right, just tribal. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't want to be ostracized by the tribe mm-hmm. because that could mean certain death, starvation, and getting Natural eaten by death. a bear. Yes. So you just need to shut up, fit in with the tribe, yeah. don't cause any trouble, even though that's not real anymore by mm-hmm. modern mm-hmm. the modern world. You're fine, but that's just innately in us to just simmer down. Blend yeah, in. we were never able to <laughs> yeah. turn that turn that down. Yeah, that's just in our body. Yeah, that's the little this beastie little animals we are. Mm-hmm. They're little lizard brains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of the toughest things I ever did. I mean, it's a little bit of a deviate from the spiritual part, but it's really relevant to. I'm excited. The Story time. Part. Story time. I had uh, joined an online like forum to meet people from around the world mm-hmm. and um, just to talk culture. And some people use it to learn different languages, things mm. like that. Don't get me wrong. There was some like interesting people in there mm-hmm. that were on there for other, mm-hmm. not so, you know, straightforward reasons, yes. but they were pretty easy to weed out and you could um, <laughs> kind of, it was like a choose your own adventure. You could kind yes. of do it how you wanted to do it. And one of the toughest ones for me was a gentleman I met from Germany and um, his English was quite, good and he he really wanted to get like really great at it so he actually asked me to correct his english mm. and um you know he's like try try not to like simplify your english for me so okay. that you can so i can learn and then if i misunderstand you try and like help me out mm-hmm. and uh we were talking about travel and we were talking about whatever and he would said something that was like really racist and like really racist I'm like okay he does have a like we do have a a language barrier here Mm -hmm. so maybe I just really misunderstood that so I just like said I'm like I just need to ask because you poke it that comment was like pretty Mm -hmm. hardcore in Mm -hmm. English I just need to know if you're racist because racism for me is a real tough one and um it turns out that he was and this still to this day shocks me but it turns out that he was a full white supremacist from Germany. And like okay. my first inclination was just to like start keyboard yes. warrioring that and tell him how, you know, horrible and hateful and terrible. And I'm like, stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ask more questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have any experience with this. Right. I am so torn between furious and despair and curiosity. Right. What the hell gets did someone get to there? hate mm-hmm. to this degree? Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm asking. Mm-hmm. He and I ended up developing a interesting friendship. Mm-hmm. I will actually go as far to say as we developed an interesting friendship. This is fascinating. Because... He did not know how to understand me because anyone else that he, that was not like-minded to him, that he said that to quickly turned on the hate too. Of course. I turned on the fucking love. Right. But I also let him know, no, that is not okay. What you're thinking is not okay. And I'm so sorry that your life brought you to hear that Mm -hmm. you think that's okay. Mm -hmm. But never at any point did I give him any permission to continue talking that way. And instead I was planting the seeds of, have you thought about that deeper? Right. Why do you feel that way? Where mm-hmm. did you hear mm-hmm. that? And by the time our relationship had kind of, for lack of a better word, run its course and we, we headed our separate directions. 
both learned the things from each other. Both learned the things from each other. He flat out said, I am questioning everything I thought I understood at this point because I've never had someone come at my hate with so much love that it made me question everything I thought I knew. Is he still a white supremacist in Germany? Possibly. But the good news is, is when I, when we no longer were chatting, the last I knew the seeds were planted for him Mm -hmm. to question his Mm -hmm. choices. Mm -hmm. Not because I yelled at him. Right. Because I met him where he was Mm -hmm. with compassion and understanding and suggested he could hear something else. And since I approached him that way, he did not attack me with how stupid and ignorant mm-hmm. I was for not being. Because some of the, since then, it was really interesting because like Pandora's box is funny that way. When you open mm-hmm. that up, it's like, all of a sudden you're going to meet six racists. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Why is that <laughs> all of a sudden? It's like, oh, it's just, you know, keep, keep rolling with your thing. Mm-hmm. And others were like, no, you're right. stupid right. for not being, you're going to get murdered. You're going to get this. Right. They're taking the things, they're doing the stuff. And it's like, what? I am so sorry you believe mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. but the dialogues were very fascinating when they were approached from love and space Mm -hmm. and kindness. I've never really had any spiritual conversations that went to that depth Mm -hmm. of like, for me, like there were times that the conversation, I had to like put my device down because I was ready to erupt in and not say nice things because I was just so, ugh, like I yeah, had course. never heard such, oh, it was so uncomfortable for yeah. me. And um, I, like everyone else, tend to surround myself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And I was in my mm-hmm. little happy echo chamber of fucking unicorns. Happy and, bubble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we're all going to just kumbaya over here. <laughs> with and our there's crystals. no hate in the world. Right. And, you know, we're going to go all head to fun places to eat ethical mm-hmm. food together because mm-hmm. there's no, none of this bad things going on anymore. Right. So it's a good reminder that mm-hmm. um, not all people will meet love with love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also a good reminder that love has the power to um, overcome hate. Hashtag love propaganda. Hashtag love propaganda. But it ties in with what you said earlier where you were talking about um, not like no one's no one's doing it wrong did mm-hmm. we get there yeah no one's doing it wrong. so no one's doing it wrong so if you had come at him that you're doing it wrong shut down yeah he would have never got to the place where he's questioning things yeah and that's what's so cool about that mm-hmm. you actually magically transformed him but not by telling him he's wrong just yeah. by being poke poke what is this what's that yeah what's that why why with love and kindness. How powerful yeah don't get me wrong. There were times after I would, oh, my armpits would be sweating. Oh, I'm sure. Because I was so, so triggered. angry. I yeah. was so triggered. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is this a thing? Of course it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Because the generation before him, That's it was a thing. Knows. Yes. You, we only are what we know in the environment we came mm-hmm. up in mm-hmm. until maybe we're lucky enough to have someone come and show us more. Like I reflect on some of the, thoughts and decisions and things I was doing 15, 20 years ago. Not all of it would I be friggin' very too happy to talk on that about on the podcast because I won't going to use the word shame because I don't feel shame for the stuff because I was the best I could be at a time when I didn't know better. Right. But some of those things I look like, you know, 
mid forties, Nikki looks back at, you know, 19 year old Nikki and is like, Oh, Nikki. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm so glad we know better now, but mm-hmm. my years coming to that point only allowed me what I knew at that, that time. Then. Yeah. And I'm not mad at her for that, or I don't feel ashamed of her for those choices, mm-hmm. but I certainly wouldn't want to be her again. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be 19 again. No, thanks. No. 35 was a good year for me. I would do 35 again. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do we, like, where do we go from here? This is so great. We we opened up sort of, we we opened some boxes here. Yeah. We want to make some tie-dyed t-shirts that say, (gasps) you know, love. Yeah. Yes, Nikki. <laughs> You're speaking my language. Randa likes the tie dye. Shocking, I know. Sugar. So shocking. Hippie AF. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yes, commercialize the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Commercialize it. Um what what should you know what? Okay. I think the reason that maybe people get, um, I'm not speaking to religion. I'm, I'm speaking to spiritualism. I think maybe the reason that people get pulled to it just at a very basic level is that it promises or suggests that your life will be happier. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we all want at the end of the day, even though most people don't actually know how to go about getting that. Do you agree? I agree. Okay. Yeah. And you can dabble. You can totally dabble. You don't have to subscribe to anything yeah. full blown. Yeah. You can take bits and pieces. Actually, I know, I know an old hippie. I know an old hippie, and I don't remember the name of it, so now I feel like an ass. But his religious practice is a soup of all of these different religions. Like he's they've literally like cherry picked this from this religion and that from this. And when I first learned about it, I was like, that is so strange. But it's like, why the hell not? Yeah, it's like the really, best of it. <laughs> just take the best of it. Yeah, <laughs> and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really fascinating, but I think that's the ultimate goal: is if you can get more glimpses of happiness, mm-hmm. yeah. that's what we all want, and calmness, and calm. Because for me, the more I got into finding a place of comfort mm-hmm. with how I felt about, you know, the that magical thing in me, whether we want to call it soul or spirit or whatever, you know, uh, word we're assigning mm-hmm. to that, the more I got interconnected with that and how it communicates with me too, you know, kind of like third party. It's kind of watching me like it's making fun of me. It's kind of funny when you're, when you're trying to navigate something that's superhuman and your soul is having a laugh at you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that's a really interesting feeling when you're like it's true like, I don't know what's happening right now like am I, it's like I'm a monkey like what's happening right now and uh you are a monkey I am and uh I have opposable thumbs <laughs> and I found for me that once I found that that really great place where the idea of dying just seemed natural mm-hmm and an acceptance Accepted that mm-hmm. I am so much more than what's this fleshy bag. Mm-hmm. That's the meat sack. You the call meat it. sack. Mm-hmm. I do call it the meat sack, and it, my body is not offended by that. It mm-hmm. still is a high-performing little machine. <laughs> it just thinks, you know, it's just that's how I verbalize it because it's like my car is my or my body's like my Lexus. It's a car, right. and when the car needs to go to the wreck yard, it's just the car. I'm not. 
I'm not in the car, mm-hmm. and I get mm-hmm. to I get to continue on to do whatever the next level is. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. but I know there's something more. So and the car goes to the rec yard, but the driver gets to keep on going. Keep on going. Okay, I yeah. like that. And it's I like me, that yours is a Lexus. Yeah. What should mine be? I don't know. Mine used to be a '69 Ford Mustang. Fastback. <laughs> but then when I got a little older, I'm like, no, she's really not that spelled anymore. <laughs> she's a little more like Alexis. <laughs> I'm going to have to really think on this now. Yeah. You just put another project on my to-do list. Yeah. If you could assign what a vehicle. Kind of, what kind of vehicle is your body? Is your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can change. You can. Yes, it has you to can change your vehicle. You can so trade it in, right? Yeah. Trade it in. Upgrade it. Mm-hmm. Or downgrade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all good. So no judgments here. No judgments here. Let's face it, the 69 Fastback Mustang was a muscle mobile. Pretty hot. But very hot. Yeah. It you was know Tahitian how I feel green. about old cars. <laughs> what? Of course it was. God, <laughs> stunning. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> I guess we could close off on that. I think we should. Yeah, because. We need to get Carl to insert some really, like, uh, beautiful nature sounds mm-hmm. of. Crickets in our silent spots. <laughs> Tumbleweed. <laughs> forest sounds. Yeah. Carl, <laughs> insert the forest sounds. <laughs> no, but for real. Namaste. Namaste.